Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Chat Ethics. I'm your co-host, Oriana. And I'm your other co-host, Amanda. And from us at Let's Chat Ethics, we want to send our condolences to the families of the victims of the two shootings that have taken place this week in the United States. Yes, our condolences are with all the families and people who have been affected by these horrific hate crimes. So this week we're actually going to be talking about something a bit different, AI and art, which is something that, you know, I know Amanda and I are super into and wanted to speak about the recent auction at Christie's um, by the artist Beeple called 5,000 Days that ended up selling for $70 million um, and it was kind of the first digital piece of artwork to sell for such a extraordinarily high price and especially at such a renowned auction house such as Christie's. Um, so I actually interned at Christie's auction house about five years ago for one year in their New York office and at the time I never would have expected um, you know a piece of art, digital art to sell for such an extraordinarily high price or even for a piece of digital art to get to um, auction like this and I think what's most fascinating about it from my perspective is that um, you know that you're essentially paying for a non-fungible token for the digital artwork which um, guarantees its authenticity and it's essentially kind of buying the IP of the um, artist people so I mean you can look at this two ways it's either absolutely incredible and amazing that um you know a piece of digital art has got such recognition and sold for such a high price and um you know obviously digital art is has many amazing um qualities but also you can also see the flip side where it's actually crazy that someone has essentially um bought some an, an ip for 70 million and you know i guess historically with digital art it's never been able to to really have this authenticity. Um, so the cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens allow it to have, um, you know, that that um, ownership and that right. So yeah, it's a very, I feel like it's a very interesting topic and I'm sure loads of people have um, different opinions on firstly the price that it's sold for and secondly, um, I guess the ownership, like who, who owns it really. Um, so yeah, Amanda, what were your thoughts on this? When I first saw the the article, I was a bit puzzled because I I mean I don't want to devalue digital art. I think of course it's um, it's beautiful and it's just as meaningful. But uh, to think of it selling for almost seventy million dollars for something that is so intangible and even you know the the article already has a, a lot of pictures and you know I mean. I don't know. I tend to think that, like, partly the point of of owning a piece of art for me is that, like, I could be the only one who gets to look at it, and I just love this so much. Whereas with digital art, it's so easy to, um, I guess share and and reproduce. And I I understand that they're using uh, blockchain, which I guess we should talk about in a, a future episode because that's very, <laughs> um. 
Yeah, we need a blockchain expert on here because I, I, I don't know enough. Yeah, Anti Griffin, we're looking at you if you're listening. Yes, Anne, <laughs> Anne, we need you back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know the the especially for for visual art, it just feels like does it is it especially for visual art? You know, it it just seems so insane to be <laughs> that. I mean, I guess even the idea of having seventy million dollars to spend on any kind of art, <laughs> but um. Specifically to to pay seventeen million, and I mean, I yeah, yeah. No, I I know what you mean. Because I was thinking about how um when Christie sold the Leonardo da Vinci painting um about four years ago now that went for four hundred and fifty million dollars, like the the most expensive piece of piece of art to ever go at auction. Which obviously everyone was like, that's an obscene amount of money to spend on a piece of art. However, I could also come from the angle of us. But it is Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. So that's an original original piece of art that is um so, you know, renowned yeah. and well known. And it's and it's got historical value and you can hold do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, like I think physical... for me it would be the, the physical touch and it's and it could be like, This is mine. If I want to hang it in my bedroom, that four hundred and fifty million it can hang on the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I want to put it in a, my own personal museum, I can. But I, I know what you mean. I think this I think it's a whole different way of um understanding the art market and understanding um ownership i guess through intellectual property and blockchain and these um non-fungible tokens hmm. i personally even if i had 70 million i don't think i would be dropping it on a piece of digital art no, no disrespect to digital art because I, I think digital art is great but i'm the same i would want the physical piece to be like see this this was painted by leonardo da vinci X amount of years ago, so <laughs> yeah, I think part of it for me with the the digital aspect is that I think of like the thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures that I've taken with my phone and my digital camera, and they're all sitting in some directory in my computer, and I I never look at them <laughs> except when my mm-hmm. computer's telling me that I need more storage, and then I'm like, right, let's let's get rid of some of these, and then I spend hours actually going through these pictures right um but and that's kind of how i feel about um digital art that there is no like i mean of course there are ways of of displaying it right but as something that you sort of have in your house or um something like that i feel like it sort of loses what for me is the the point of art I guess which is maybe beauty maybe the expression of something and if it's just kind of sitting on a machine somewhere even if you have it as your like I don't know mm. desktop uh, screensaver or you've got some like <laughs> giant screen in your living room that's sort of displaying so that this artwork is made up of 5,000 yeah 5,000 sort of pictures um, so I guess you could it took him 13 over 13 years to to make it right so for 13 years every day you could look at a different picture and have a different piece of artwork in your in your house uh, maybe when you think about it in those terms it's actually pretty cheap you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i'm no i was just gonna say i just i wonder i would love to know uh who bought it i don't think we currently know who um the buyer was i think they're probably likely to keep anonymous I don't know but I just wonder unless unless the buyer is um you know has a museum collection 
or is in, you know, has a gallery that they're going to actually actively display this work. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> I feel, I feel like, where, what, what's happening with it? It's just, I think it's quite, um, yeah, it's just crazy to me. I think, yeah, I could see the potential in if you wanted that art to put in, you know, somewhere like the MoMA or, um, you know. Yeah, that I absolutely would Yeah, get. I would get that as well. But I guess if you're, but if you're like a private collector that doesn't have a gallery or a museum, I just think it would, it's quite, I was just, I would just love to meet the person to ask them, you know, what, what was it about this particularly over anything else that made them decide? Because um, I think a lot of times, especially with like modern art, it's always um, kind of, you know, people are drawn into more of the philosophy behind it, aren't they? Because, you know, a lot of, I, well, I hear a lot of people shitting on modern art. Like, it's just a white canvas with a dot in the middle, which, yes, it yeah, can be. Duct-taped banana. <laughs> yes, the banana at the yeah. Miami Basel. Yeah, I think it's just all those things. Like, I fully get it, but I am one of those people who genuinely love a lot of modern art because I like to hear the f- philosophy behind it. And then you, you get the historical <laughs> context of what the artists were going through at the time, why they decided to do that random dot in the middle of the painting. <laughs> Some of I feel some of art yeah. obviously isn't always about the beauty anymore, is it? It can be more about like I guess the philosophy, but um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like uh, I actually I like modern art. I love um I you know I love um sort of like the old masters and that sort of yeah. thing, but I I actually do really love modern art as well and um I think a lot of it for me. I mean, it is about the the beauty, but maybe in a in a different way yeah. uh, than than the way that I I love um, sort of like religious paintings. I, I just I love me a good painting of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, when I think about modern art, it's more maybe about the, the sort of impact that the the, mm-hmm. the piece might have. Which yeah, um, I think a lot of it's like. Cool meant to cause some kind of outrage or um some kind of yeah it's meant to cause some kind of emotion I think the fact people do get actually angry at modern art I've had so many people when I when I was interning at Christmas so many people be like I can't believe that something would sell for literally that much money and it's so shit and it's just like you know literally it's just like a banana on the My floor five-year-old could be yeah bad. like people getting excited I'm like this is what the artist wants you're invo- they're invoking rage in you and that's that's what they want they want something yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I, I, my brother was telling me yesterday. Uh, so my brother really hates modern art, and uh, he's just one of. The, I mean, not all modern art. I guess this, you know, what we think about modern art is like, like contemporary, a, a canvas, just one color or mm-hmm. one dot, or just you know, uh, some inflatable toilet thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was telling me uh, the story about some guy who just randomly went to a parking lot in a museum I think and duct taped like he put duct tape and like a crisscross motion in one of the the parking spaces and nobody parked there for a month because they thought that this was uh, a piece of art Mm -hmm. and this just showed how ridiculous modern art is right it was like maybe you're this guy actually did make art maybe there is a Something to be said. I mean, even if that had been a Sainsbury's parking lot, I wouldn't have parked there. I would have been like, there must be a reason why yeah. there's duct tape there. And I'm not going to risk a fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe that, that speaks to 
what the the goal of art might be now that it has sort of changed, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily about the the message behind it, the lesson behind the myth, or uh, the adoration of Jesus, but the the reaction that it invokes, invokes in people. Yeah, yeah, because I guess as well, like um, from like Renaissance art, which obviously I think is incredible because it it could be a photograph, but then you have to take the time historically they didn't have cameras so obviously artists had a totally different way of painting because they're trying to capture either the kings the queens or the lords or like moments of history that are happening or the context of like a war um so I feel like whereas now obviously everything has been become more digital and we have you know great quality cameras and stuff I think art has we have seen a massive shift in the way art is drawn and the way um people appreciate art and the way people want art because also realistically again when I was at Christie's like old masters and renaissance didn't sell very well um there wasn't wasn't I know there wasn't you can send them to me I know there wasn't as much of a market for it because when you think about it not many people think in their cool home a nice you know bit of picture of Jesus being stabbed is going to be with blood coming out oh my god it's going to be great Behind my computer screen right now, I have uh, a postcard of a painting of Jesus in in Peru, um, and it's got the the backstory of it is quite grim because apparently the the master painter that was painting it he couldn't quite get the expression right of Jesus like dying while being crucified, and he actually crucified one of his students. Oh my god! And yeah, uh, but it's a really beautiful painting. Painting. I mean. I mean, you can, you'll be... Grim story. But... I feel like you'll, you can be the number one uh, buyer in, in Old Masters, I think. <laughs> I think so. You are the market. I, just, I need my millions, yeah. I could put them somewhere oh, they don't in go my, for millions my cool anymore. modern house. You can, they don't... A lot, of them, a lot of them you can get for maybe a few hundred thousand. <laughs> oh my God, okay. So I just need uh, just, somebody to get Yeah, a few hundred thousand. <laughs> If somebody's in the market for a trophy wife and wants to buy me some old masters. <laughs> oh my god. It's oh it's true though. I feel like it's just kind of done a switch up um completely. Uh but the, yeah. <coughs> the other article I wanted to mention as well was um this article in Artnet, um, titled like most people can't tell the difference between art made by humans and art made by AI. Um and the general like consensus of the article is just talking about um the worry that you know AI is going to kind of take away the humanity in 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 drawing and in art and that it's not it's not going to have the real I guess human human touch. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on on this. So I think this is really interesting. Um. I think last summer I got quite into the idea of art made by AI and I think there's sort of the the problem there for me is that we're giving the AI itself too much agency in terms of its ability to create art. Mm-hmm. Um like any art that's created by AI is going to base be based on some input. Mm-hmm. Uh, right like AI doesn't like poof come up with with an idea. Um so I think in that sense, we need to think about AI more more as a medium than as the creator of art itself. Yeah. Um, so 
for me, that's that's like thing number one. So in a way, AI is maybe not that different. Like creating art through AI is not that different from creating uh, art through Photoshop or something like that, which, by the way, I think a lot of the features in Photoshop are technically AI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's interesting. I also think that, you know, like I was saying before, for me, the idea behind art is to create something beautiful. Um, and when I look at the, the picture that's um, in, in the article, so it is La Baronne de Bellamy. Um, <clears throat> excuse my French. <laughs> um, and this is uh, an AI-created painting by Obvious Art. Uh, and I actually, I like it. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. So I guess, yeah, the the other issue here is, so there's one, the issue of whether AI can author anything, but also um, I guess it comes into what what makes art art? What does it mean for something to be art? Uh, why why is why is a dot in the middle of a canvas art and not the the doodles that I make when I'm trying to work? <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think those yeah those are sort of the two questions. So for me, the AI authoring things, I would want to keep the the credit with the artist. So it's either the person that built the AI. Or if it's several people, then for me they're the people that are really creating the the art. Uh, because you also, yeah, like I said, you probably have to decide on something that you're giving the AI for it to produce art. And I think that that could. I mean, that's actually an interesting idea because the when you think about the religious paintings uh, it wasn't the artists like a lot of them were commissioned by the churches and that sort of thing so yeah in this case the artist is taking the place of the ai right you give it an input which is the the message the like passage of the bible or something that you want to create and then they sort of reinterpret it and output a beautiful beautiful painting <laughs> Uh, or or not a beautiful one. It could be <laughs> a bad artist. Could be ugly. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I I still think that you know for me, and I I keep wanting to make an episode where we talk about what AI actually means. AI is a matter of of statistics basically, and so I don't believe that statistics the statistics can really capture that that art. Sorry, I'm like having this like whole monologue <laughs> but yeah no 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 I, I, I can no I completely get what you're saying I think so the article's talking about um this researcher Harsha Ganga Butler and the um the research is uh from Harsha is basically uh kind of looking at how you know we're going to perceive art now and I think um some of it I think it's maybe over-dramatised a tiny bit. Maybe what we were talking about before about um, what you just said about putting too much in machines and AI, being able to do this all alone. So I think this article is kind of emphasising that it's going to take the kind of human touch to art out of it. But I agree with you. Essentially, to me, I'm like, is AI not just another tool that an artist is using? So in many ways, what is the difference as a tool of a paintbrush and the actual paint and the actual paint itself or the tool of like you know some pottery and clay you know a certain type of tool you're using what's the difference really from AI is this not another tool that 
say myself, I may view myself an artist off, you know, create, <laughs> create an AI, AI system and then can output a certain mm-hmm. art, then I don't see in a way like you were saying, what's, what is the difference really? For even like you were saying, comparing it to those people who were commissioned to, um, you know, interpret Jesus in a, in, in a certain way. So I think, I, I, I get I get it. I think it's because it's a new... I think people still don't really get AI, which we've already spoken about before. Um, and then I think people find the idea of AI and machines quite scary. So I think it's this whole idea again, like, oh my God, robots will, yeah. be, robots will be the ones doing the art and people will not have any credit for it. But I think essentially, surely like the person who who used AI as a tool is going to get the credit for that that painting and they would have had they would have had to, the AI can't do it without some human input so I think for yeah. me I'm like it's just another I think another form of craze creativity um do I do I necessarily think that um I would buy some of this art I don't know it may be because I actually think that that painting that's there is really nice <laughs> Yeah, actually, it reminds me of <laughs> this one time I my sister sent me this really funny, you know, those like historical art memes yeah. where they, they, they take a painting and add like a caption. And I found uh, it was a hilarious one. I don't remember what it was, but I tried to print it so I could put it <laughs> in my, my, my corkboard thing in my office. And it came out just completely pixelated with like these giant pixels, but it looked really cool. Like I was like, OK, I mean, it's not it's not what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it looks cool and artsy uh, so that painting kind of reminds me of of that um but yeah i think um talking about ai making art and ai generated art i feel like it really is a sort of a a pretty slope but yeah we're not only forgetting that it's a human that built the ai but also that is a human that has to give input to the ai to to output like the the painting that's here it looks to me like they took an original painting mm-hmm. threw it into the ai and it did some blending and all of that and then something else came out it's right yeah <laughs> yeah like um so I, I don't think at any of those points we can say that it's the AI specifically that made the, the art, but rather the person who designed the AI, because, you know, we've talked about bias in AI so much. So we know that there's all these deliberate design decisions that go into making an, an AI system. Yeah. And that is all work that to me feeds into the artwork, uh, deciding, you know, if, if we're talking, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about training this. What data are you using to to train it with? What uh, is the goal of the the training? And then what is the input that you're even giving this thing? Um, All of these are decisions that a human has made, not an AI. Um, And so I, I think, yeah, it's almost to me bordering on on irresponsible and i i think probably the the point of the study is more about if we did have ai that could generate um art uh, and the the idea that yeah somehow the soul is removed but if you're building if you're building an, an ai system that is meant to make art are you not putting that part of your soul into that like I would imagine that a lot of the art that this AI thing makes is going to be relatively similar in in some ways right so it might look different but it's going to have 
certain features. Um, and again, the, the person that chooses the, the input is also, <laughs> there's some soul that's going into that, it's quote-unquote mm-hmm. soul. Um, so I also can't agree with this idea that they're talking about in the, in the, in the paper or in the article that you would expect uh, human-generated art to have more soul than AI-generated art. Yeah, and also like the fact that kind of in the article saying that um, it was kind of worrying that um, in the study that, you know, humans couldn't tell the difference between the machine-made art and the, the human-made. And I think it's interesting how they made a point of being like the machine-made and the human-made. Is it not essentially all both human-made, like we were saying? I think... Yeah. Um, I don't know it's a tiny bit like we're saying tiny bit over dramatizing um but I think they were saying mm-hmm. this the 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 study like came off the back of that um that AI art selling in at Christie's for like um almost 500,000 and I think that was probably like because it was like such a big deal for I think it was like kind of labeled as this AI artwork that was sold at, at such a high price um when really like you're saying it's, it's someone who's made the decisions has inputted the data has <laughs> has been well the artist behind yeah. that you can't really ultimately be like that was a machine that made that piece of artwork all, all, all in all I think it's interesting concepts I think oh yeah the think, future now yeah. you know like I think um like now that Chris Christie's they're such like a leader in obviously art auctions the fact they've now sold that digital art for 70 million and they sit, they've had more and more like AI art um, auction pieces and mm-hmm. Sotheby's have as well now. I think it's going to be, I think it's just going to keep, keep, keep on going from here, really. There's obviously a clear, there's yeah. a clear market for it now as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting in terms of the, the ownership of the art, who owns it, right? If we're claiming that it's actually AI generated, then, then who owns it? Does the AI yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like the, do you remember that, the picture of that monkey, that the, the monkey that took the selfie and uh, they were in court for years and years appealing and who, you know, did the monkey own the, 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 the zoo, did the person who owned the camera? Um, so I wonder if something like that is coming for AI. It must do. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But it's also for me, yeah, I think, you know, I'm always talking about the the concern I have with it. It's sort of like the overhype of AI and this like strange idea that we have of, of AI. Um, and so for me, yeah, it, like, this is what I, I think about is this, this problem of overly humanizing AI and overly having like too high expectations of what can AI do, can yeah. do uh, and at the same time seriously underestimating what AI can do in terms of you know how happy people are to share their data yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is such a such an interesting case and like yeah I, I'm 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 looking forward to like its career like I'm, I'm looking at this career with great i'm gonna follow the career of ai generated art with uh, with great interest no so am i i think um uh, but i also i wonder if the idea of like ai generated art partly added value to that um uh, that piece of art that was sold at christie's for half definitely like, i wonder if i was like oh i just made this in photoshop exactly the same oh no definitely definitely it definitely adds like a little something something to it doesn't it like oh Especially yeah. when it's like one of the first. I think I think it was actually the first piece of AI art to sell, um, on the on the auction market. Uh, so I think that's, that definitely would have added 
the hype to it for sure. Right, so I actually think we're coming up on our time, you know. Oh, look at us! Oh, it goes good. by quick every time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. Yeah. Let us know what you think about AI-generated mm-hmm. art. And is it a medium? Is it an author? Yeah. Who Who is the artist? Is it the machine? Is yeah. It, don't have to agree with us. It might be a totally different opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. You can you can tweet at us at Let's Chat Ethics with uh, your your thoughts on on this topic. And if you want us to discuss any other topics mm-hmm. as well, yeah. And we um, will be back. We're having next week off um, uh, for we'll be busy eating uh, for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> we will yeah we'll be back the week after Easter. So we will hope you have an amazing um, week and. Yeah, we'll we'll see you then, guys. See you next week. No, not next week. The week after. Bye. (laughs) Bye.